Hello and welcome to Talk and Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and my favorite language is German. And I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut, and my favorite foreign language is French. Welcome to Talk and Trades. Welcome back, true believers. John, why are we talking about languages? Uh, Tower Babel. <laughs> so you know what? You're right to the point. Why French? We did it. Uh, I studied it for a good long while. Like, I studied it in high school and studied it in college. Can you, like, remember any of it? Can you, like, say, like, a... Yeah, can you, like, can you, like, you, like a phrase stuff. you... Do you have, like, a go-to phrase you know? Uh, I mean, like... Put me on the spot. I don't know. Comedically, like, I, I always loved Dexter's Lab. Like, the omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Um... What'd you say to my girlfriend? Oh, my dude! Whoa, whoa, you got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you know, like, like, could you, like, where's the bathroom? Where the salle de bain? Oh, so fancy, right? That's so fancy. I don't know what you just said, but I'm what very. Time is oh it? my goodness! <laughs> oh, that was a very Ouais sexy la, way of saying ouais it. Where the bibliothèque? I know what that means. Where the discotheque? Whoa! <laughs> All these texts. <laughs> Uh, German? German. Uh, Sprachen Sie Deutsch? Ma- Bieten. Bieten Deutsch. <laughs> my uh, mom actually lived in Germany for a few years when she was very, very, very young. So my grandparents still know it. Like, again, a little bit. But they would say it and, like, it was funny. And uh, I think it's a it's a lot of English is based. English is a Germanic language. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And I've also just loved how angry it is. Oh, it's so Like, angry. I love you. It's like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Counting to four is terrifying. Eins, zwei, drei. That's, that's one, two, three. Like, it's just, it's just, a, it's an aggressive language. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's what I would imagine if dwarves lived on like, Earth, they would speak German. If words had sharp edges, is kind of how I yeah. picture it. I guess if words had sharp edges, German would be a double bladed axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, French would be like a like a like a flowery like uh, rapier. a saber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a very thin blade. Interesting. Let's get into This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek, John. What do you got? Got a bit on the, on the docket here. First things first, it's kind of a small on the thing, realist. I guess. Oh my god, <laughs> strangely. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun is John hates that song. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But if you say that, I can't not think it. No, I get it. Anyway, Deadpool 2 is cast... <laughs> Domino. <laughs> Domino, the mutant with the one eye thing. Mm-hmm. What are her powers? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not very familiar. I know her primarily from the card game Legendary. Where, I know her from the Deadpool video game that's right behind you. What was she doing that? Shoots Teleports? Teleports and shoots things, yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool, though. I think. Yeah. She's interesting. So, what's special about the casting? Zazie Beats. Okay. It's going to be Domino. What's special is she's a black lady. Which is interesting because in the comics she's always been like very white, like pale. Well, yeah, it's like stock white and stock black. Like yeah. she's the the duochromatic. Yeah, so this actress is black. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And do, do you know her from anything before this? Not, not that you know. Not <laughs> oh, the actress? No, yeah. I don't. Okay. Now, it, the name doesn't sound familiar to me either. I, mean, but... I told you to know Domino. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna be Domino. So uh, that's interesting, though. Let's quickly check up her. Why don't you do that while I talk Jeremy, about my thing? Yeah, I'll just stall for time. More casting news. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is on the docket to play Doctor Doom. No kidding. Who I that would, he could be a fantastic. I would dude. love him as Doctor Doom. Oh my god, he's like a great villain. Except for in Rogue One, he he <laughs> the only role where he is not a bad guy that I can remember. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would love that. I would love a Doctor. They're talking about a Doctor Doom solo movie. I would love a Doctor Doom solo movie starring Mads Mikkelsen. the The best Doctor Doom story I know is the one where he's talking about. You know, he's always talking about like he wears the mask because he's horribly disfigured, mm-hmm. and then in the story he takes it off and there's like one cut. And he's like, to him, that's a horrible blemish. Like, he's so vain. Yeah. I would love to see more Doctor Doom stuff. So I pulled up her IMDb. Uh, nothing I've with. Oh, I've she's in Atlanta. Of, yeah, she's in Atlanta. That's what I've... Okay. I haven't seen it, but cool. that's the one thing on that list I've actually heard of. Atlanta. Cool. So. Oh, uh, my best friend's... Man's best friend forever I've heard of, too. It's a short... It's I, I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but I know I've heard of it. Okay. I think it was up for an award. So that's cool. 
Good well, for her. there we go. Mans Mickelson, Doctor Doom. I'm super into that news. I'd be really interested in seeing him do his take on Doctor Doom. He'd probably do a, it, a he'd scary crush it. job. He would so crush it. I'm very excited about that. Same. Especially because Marvel doesn't seem to mind if you do other, like, you could be in the Fox Marvel Universe and the MCU and it's yeah. fine. Um, so, great. I'm into I would it. love to see that. What you got? Batman DCEU stuffs. I'm in. This is a rumor. What? This is not confirmed. What's the rumor? This is an alleged source from Warner Brothers. Talk. Uh, Batman Trilogy. With the Batflack. Uh, I'm into it. And. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, it goes deeper. <laughs> and, um, do you remember how there were reports, maybe we didn't talk about it here, that they were looking for a way to, like, set Batfleck to pasture yeah. and have him bow gracefully. Yeah. So, do you remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking, again, not on record, but, um, and I said, like, I have a Dark Horse theory that I'll save for the podcast that I forgot to do on the podcast? Do it right now. So, my theory is part of this rumor, mm-hmm. so I'm proud of myself, and it said that <laughs> they would retire him and the third film would end with them setting up a Batman Beyond movie. Oh, no. Because you could have him for that first, like, 20 minutes, maybe, or have that be the end of it. I'm so into that. Because I've seen the first episode of Batman Beyond, like, <laughs> it's like it, so I know how it would start and how the premise would go. It's such a good show. And that would be, like, era two of DCEU, would be Batman Beyond. Phase two, yeah. Batman Beyond. Keep Wonder Woman, because she's, like, ageless. And keep Superman, because... Because he's in, he's in Superman and Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so into that, John. You have no idea how excited that makes me. Yes, yes to all of it. <laughs> yes to all of it. Again, rumor, not confirmed, but I, very I want, exciting. I want Batfleck to stay on for at least a solo Batman but, movie. I figured that would be two Justice Leagues in a trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. Give me one Batman movie. And I want a BBS. Him, I want him to get and one. Suicide Squad. Like I want him to get his own. Oh, I'm into it. I'm into it, Jonathan. Back to you. Hartley Sawyer. Name that's not ring any bells to me. How about you? No. Okay. He's going to play Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, on The Flash. Now, what's funny is, in this podcast this week, The Polis, we're going to talk about Plastic Man, not the same guy. The elongated man has very similar power set to the Plastic Man, where he can stretch his body, but uh, he's also a good guy straight up through and through always. And he's going to be in Flash Season 4, played by this Hartley Sawyer guy. So I'm really into that. I'm just looking forward to seeing that because I like the Elongated Man. He is the main character in um, Identity Crisis, which we talked about on here and I think we'll read one day. The one, that's the book that centers around a the rape and murder of the Elongated Man's wife. And it's a whole, like, mur- oh, yeah, it's a murder really mystery. It's a murder mystery um, in the DCEU, or the DC Universe, rather. So I'm excited to have Ralph Dibney come into the... This will be his first live-action appearance. First, yeah, first portrayal. Which will be sweet. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, what What do you got? What's your next piece Something of news? Something that you personally are not going to be super, super jacked about. Did you just make a Superman joke? No. Is that a super pun? I didn't try to. Um, anyway, Nightmare Before Christmas 2. Oh, I thought you were going with mustache thing. Never mind. Well, we'll yeah, you're right. I'm that. not into this. Go ahead. Nightmare Before Christmas 2 is happening oh. as a comic book series. Oh, all right, good. I don't have to worry about it then. <laughs> good. I'm not a fan of the first of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Not movie. because you've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, you I've have seen, it? seen it four times. Four times. I watched it on my own. I watched it with somebody else once. I showed it to my kids at school. I've seen it three times. I'm not a fan, and I have tried. Like I said, three times. I do not like it. I think it's overrated. I don't think it's that good. Oh, it's of course overrated. I think that Danny Elfman's really good in it as the singing voice of Jack Skellington. That's it. I'm also not a big Tim Burton fan. Like that movie's like very Burton-y. Yeah, it is. The one Burton movie that I thought I liked is not even a Burton movie. That's Coraline. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. It's they did that. They did um, that one that came out recently that was super good. Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, they also did a third Box Trolls. That all oh, that company. Yeah. Yeah, Kubo's really good, too. Cool. If you haven't Amazing. seen Kubo, Kubo's really good. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think it needs a sequel. That's fine. Well, it's where, are they gonna, where are they going? Easterland or whatever? Meh. Who cares? God, it sucks. They go, like, it's so open-ended, you can do whatever you want. Because of how that world's set up. And, like, fight me in the comments, whatever. I don't like it. I can't do it. And I... I 
You haven't even tried. I have, fair listener. Three times. And it sucked all three times. Ugh. Well, that's what you think. In my opinion, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's 100%. It's just subjective. I just can't do it. Cannot do it. Other than the Batman movies, I don't like most of Tim Burton's movies. I can't think of a movie of his that isn't the Batman movies that I like. Oh, Sweetie Todd's not bad. But that's you not seen he, Big Fish? Is that a Tim Burton? Yep. I love Big Fish. Okay. It's a very huge tonal shift. I love Big Fish. It's one of the, yeah. one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I don't cry, but like I want to cry in that movie. <laughs> the, anything that has to do with a dad, I'm like, oh, I love my dad. Well, and there's the <laughs> yellow card song based off it that gets me every, every, every time. I haven't heard that song. I'll play it for you after I'll this. I'll listen to it. We should watch uh, some more Waboom and listen to Yellow Card. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, cheese and, cheese and rice. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not a big Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Well, what are you a fan of? Uh, my last piece of news, Spawn. You know Spawn. I know of Spawn. You know of Spawn? That's all I need Famous to know. Famous Xbox Soul Calibur 2 playable character Spawn. Really? Yeah, Xbox version of I did not know that. Each, uh, for Soul Calibur 2, each console had its own... I knew one. that. I didn't know Spawn yeah, was one Spawn of them. Spawn was the Xbox, uh, GameCube had Link, and then PS2 had Heihachi from uh, Tekken. Oh, I played Heihachi. I played the PlayStation one. Anyway! <laughs> Spawn was Spawn broken. had a movie. Spawn had a movie. And it it was, did have a movie. It was good. I really enjoyed that movie. Starring... I can't say I've seen that movie. I have. It's really good. Starring the guy who played Black Dynamite. Ty... Ooh. I'll come back to it. Anyway, that movie is good. Todd McFarlane has for a long time wanted to make his own version where he directs it. And the companies keep going, no, 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 we'll get someone to direct it. And he goes, no, no, I want to do it. I have a this vision. This is my thing. I have a vision. I'm the creator. I'm, I am did the art for it until, like, recently. Let me do it. And they're like, no, 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 we'll get someone to do it. We'll get someone to do it. He's like, no, no, no. So he went to Blumhouse. And Blumhouse said, done. Here's your financing. You're directing it. So he's making his movie. And the reason he wants to do it is because he wants to make it a horror movie. Like a scary Spawn is a scary book. I I'm kind of liking this trend of super characters done because like from what it sounds like Venom is also going to be a horror movie. I'm into it. Uh, and Spawn as a horror movie is intriguing. Yeah, it's not going to be like a you know trying to scare you horror movie, but like horror in the sense of monsters. The that's dark. how the story is structured. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm super into this because I, I, while I'm not the biggest Spawn fan in the world, I do really like creator-owned things, mm-hmm. especially like this. And Todd McFarlane, from everything I've heard, loves Spawn. Like, it's one of his favorite things he's ever done, yada, yada, yada. And this could be good, especially with all the love he's going to put into it. It could be really good. So I'm interested. I'm interested. I don't know if I'll see it opening day, but I'll see it. So that's all I have, John. I think you have one last piece of news. One last piece of news. We got Mustache Gate. Oh, God. I don't know that we talked about this. We may have. We didn't. We did not. We did not. Henry Cavill. Superman. Current Superman. Uh, he... The best Superman. He's so good. So, I'm sorry, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's the so best. Good. Um, Justice League is currently going into reshoots. Mm-hmm. Which have been extensive as uh, well it of course would be with a new director taking the shift and yeah. and how big and well received this movie frankly needs to be. You're competing with Avengers. Who took over the directing? Joss Whedon. That's right. Um, so. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that first movie you did? You know the super movie? The, you gotta do it again. You gotta do it again. But, but, with, it, but it's half done. But it's dark. <laughs> Have fun! Make Apparently, the flash funny. he's making it like a brighter tone and that's a big Good. adjustment they're doing Good. to it. So good. The only dark sweet. part of Wonder Woman was the last fight, and it had to be. She straight up killed a guy. I just meant like literally dark. <laughs> oh, we're like it was, it was nighttime. Literally dark. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're going to extensive reshoots. Uh, Ezra Miller, who plays Flash, he is currently shooting Fantastic Beasts two, also with Warner Brothers. So that schedule is super easy. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is currently Wait, who's shooting, shooting Ezra Miller. He's going to be in Fantastic Beast 2? He was in Fantastic Beast 1. I thought he died. No. Oh. Also, magic. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> my bad. My bad. They brought Dumbledore back. <laughs> anyway, so he's, shoot, he's uh, shooting, Henry Cavill is shooting Mission Impossible 6. Yes. 
with a different studio. I believe it's Paramount. Paramount Universal. Whoever does remember. the whoever does those those awful movies. Anyway, part of the deal for getting the role for Mission Impossible Six was Henry Cavill had to grow a mustache. Had to, had like, to, had to grow a mustache. Like a mustache mustache. Like a legit mustache. That's part of his character's role, and he cannot, under any circumstances, shave it. Contract. They Legal. refused to use a prosthesis. Okay. So, are we getting Superman with a mustache? No. We're getting Mustache Gate. Hashtag Mustache they're Gate. They're editing it off. Yeah, they're editing it off in post. But it's costing... They can make Grand Moff Tarkin come back to life. They can get rid of a mustache... It'll be fine. No, it happens a bit, um, but it's it's costing a little bit of money. How much money? <laughs> um, they didn't give an exact figure, but it's an extensive process that doesn't like need to happen. They said they're using grading techniques as it's not that imposing. If it was on a man, we paint a clean top of lip and track that onto the face. If the head moves in perspective, it would need to be achieved with 3D and 2D techniques. If the talent is facing the camera straight on, they can use just use 2D techniques. So it's a whole lot of process Jeez. for this mustache that he cannot shave. <sighs> All right. I just wanted to report on this because it's absurd. It's funny. Oh, it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Not because it was particularly important. Just, no, like, absolutely. ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> Mustache gate. Yep. What are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? More on the story as it develops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. If, if that becomes a thing next week, I will make a bump for it. Mustache. I will, yes. I will make a mustache gate bump. I promise. <laughs> I promise I will. I'm going to write it down, too. I just, like, I can't remember hearing a thing like this in the past. It's like, no, he can't shave his mustache. No, she, like... I can. I'm sure. Not like I'll tell you. It happens, but usually it's like, okay, well, then they'll wear a wig. They'll do this. Yeah. There are plenty of reshoots for movies. Um, For example... They saw his mustache in the man's uncle, and they wanted him to have it again. They're like, it looks so good. It looks so good. The thing is, though... We end up winning because we get all these great photos of Superman with, with the mustache, mustache edited in. I want it. I want those on my <laughs> wall. That's uh, funny. Like another example of this that's not particularly well known is a uh, there's a comedy called Get Over It, stupid teen yeah. comedy. Um, but Kirsten Dunst was in it. Yeah. And they were doing reshoots for Get Over It while she was filming Spider Man. Oh. So she had her hair dyed red in one scene inexplicably. Really? Oh, is that in? Yeah, it's when they're when it, she's with Ben Foster with the piano. Yeah, and they're playing. Her hair's red. Oh, it's like conveniently dark yeah. to kind of hide it. But yeah, her hair is red because she couldn't change her hair color because she was Mary Jane. I didn't even think about that. Yep, the movie also came out when I was like eleven. Yeah, no, it's like it's from that time. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the I like huh. the movie a lot, and it's just what came in my head. Huh? Oh so. no, that works. Interesting. So that's all the news that's fit to print. Uh, that's all I got. Or talk about verbally. Yeah. Until Talking Trades, the book comes out. Man, Perry's going to fire us. Oh, he's so mad. All right, well, let's get into our book in the pull list. Here's your pull list. This week on the pull list, we are reading The Tower of Babel, Justice League of America, written by Mark Wade. Penciled by Howard Porter and inked by Drew Geraci. Full disclosure, it's not a tried and true trade like we have been doing, but it's Justice League America issues 43, 44, 45, and 46. It is in a volume, though, so that's good. Yeah. So you can buy a volume, I think it's volume 5, of the Justice League, and you can read this. It's really good. It came out in the year 2000, July of 2000. So it's 17-year anniversary of the Tower of Babel. Hey! Hey, we did it. This will be released in August, because today's the 31st. Hey! hey right on time. Look at those bars on that. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to edit that. Sorry, people with eardrums. So, this issue, the first issue in the story opens up with... Raish. My boy, <laughs> Raish al Ghul. I love Raish al Ghul. He is, in my opinion, the best villain in comics. He is terrifying. He is brutal, but he has a reason for everything he does. And I agree with him wholeheartedly in this opening, that a man kills a tiger, and he's like, yo, kill the man. This man needs to die. Well, also, because the tiger is super, super endangered. It's the last... Oh, it's the last one. It's so the last male. Yeah, yeah, so he can't mate. So yeah. he endangered the species, so yeah, he dead. 
Yeah, he wipes out the species essentially because mm-hmm. there's just a woman, the female left. Bye bye. So, Ray's just talking about his his final plan to eliminate most of the world's population to a manageable standpoint because he is big on saving all these animals and nature. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill humanity. He wants its population to be within reason for the balance of the earth and everything. And I can see how we got there. I, his point is valid. Mm-hmm. He still can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you still can't do it. <laughs> and so Talia is like, so... How are you going to stop Batman and the Justice League? And he's like, well, Batman's taken care of. I love how he's like, yeah, it's, I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier. It's so easy. How does he uh, distract Batman, John? So we cut to a graveyard. And Bruce Wayne is bringing some flowers, presumably to leave at his parents' grave, to discover in horror, so so bad that he drops the flowers, that the grave has been robbed and the coffins are actually taken from, like, the, the grave is the headstone and a pit. The coffins are clearly not there. Bruce Wayne's parents' bodies are gone. Yeah. Bruce is distracted. Understandably. Then we cut to the Martian Manhunter. And Talia al Ghul is about to take on the Martian Manhunter. How do you may ask? Interesting story. She gets all these nanites to attach to his body and put him out of incapacitated. We don't know how yet. Then we cut quickly to the Flash and Wonder Woman. What's interesting about this Flash, John, is it's not Barry Allen. It's not Barry Allen. It's Wally West. It is Wally West. Who was my Flash growing up. This was this was my Justice League growing up. One-handed Aquaman, Wally West Flash, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. That's my Justice League. Kyle Rayner is and will always be Green Lantern to me. I love him. He's great. So what's going on with Wonder Woman and the Flash? They're in a forest fire, it looks like. Uh, it's been a while since I read this. They agree to a race. Well, they're, yeah, so they're they're in a forest fire, and they're trying to stop the forest fire. It turns out that in the middle of this forest fire is someone running around who is on fire. It turns out to be John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Those nanites that were attached to his skin by Talia al Ghul were actually keep putting him constantly in fire. And if you know the Martian Manhunter... As I don't. His only weakness is fire. Hmm. It's what takes him down. I thought it was white Martians. White Martians can kill him using fire and stabbing. Interesting. Oh, excuse me. Yes, it is interesting. So, they're like, oh my god, it's John Jones. We got to save him. Cut to the UN. And in the UN, there is Turkey and a made-up country of Rapacitan? Rasputin Land. Rasputin Land. I like that better. (laughs) And they're arguing over territory, as people do in the world. And the Atlanteans, sent by Arthur Curry, are mediating. Because, of course, he should just take over the world. They're a sovereign nation? He should just take over the world. He's got 70% of it already. In Injustice 1, if you beat the game as him, in the ladder mode, he takes over the world. And everyone's, like, happy about it. They su- like the whole world supports him, and he like creates a better government because like he's a king and he's a champ. It's well, great. Why do they fight in Flashpoint? Because they fight Themyscira. Themyscira is not a part of the UN. <laughs> also, in Injustice One, he kills Wonder Woman because she's on the other side. If you remember correctly, I do. I love that game so much. Anyway, <laughs> back at the UN. The Rasputin land, people are like, where is Aquaman? And he's like, yo, boom, and he Crashes busts through the wall. <laughs> through the wall with a bullet-shaped plastic man. Jeremy, this is my first foray <laughs> with plastic man. You know, it could be your first or your hundredth. It doesn't get easier. <laughs> can it be my last? Yeah, yeah, option? yeah. Didn't he, much care for him. He can be written well, because he's a former criminal. That's what makes his character interesting, is that he's a criminal. And... You know, he uses he uses his powers to rob things. It's super really easy because he can stretch. People in don't know theory, Plastic Man. He can make his finger the shape of a key and turn the lock. Exactly. People don't know Plastic Man. He is very similar to Reed, Reed Richards. Reed Richards, only in no way is smart and in no way is mean, <laughs> like cold. No, he's just yeah. selfish and rude. And he he's quippy. He's thinks he thinks he's really funny. He's not that funny. He just tells jokes. He reminds me of like Morph. From the X Men cartoon, where like you can tell it's supposed to be funny, but it's just not funny. 
That's not a bad. That's not a bad analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Morph and Aquaman are fighting uh, somebody, <laughs> and they're not sure who it is yet, but they know they're assassins. It's Sid from Final Fantasy VII. Who's Sid? The guy with the skyship. Like it looks just like. I, that. I, I know, we'll never oh, play Final Fantasy VII. All right. Well, it's Sid I win. That's who it is. It's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he freezes Plastic Man. And then shatters him, which is super dope. Takes me back to D three, the Mighty Ducks, where they did the, the uniforms. Yes, they froze them and shattered it. And I love that. Pissed. I yeah. love that movie. It's not good. It's not great, but like the whole trilogy is not great. I like, but I I like love the them. second one like a whole. The lot. second one's the best one. Yeah, by far. It's it, the invention of the knuckle puck. They play all different countries. There's the Olympic, yeah. Then you bring in the people like from the other, mm-hmm. like you bring in the. He's got the best hands. Uh, he, there's the one kid. He's got the best hands. You mean for his age? No. And Wayne Gretzky <laughs> said that. And they're like, I don't think Wayne Gretzky said that. <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, hockey and trades. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. But yes, and then Aquaman is doused with Fear some. Toxin. We don't know what it is yet. Just kidding. Don't pay no attention to that. But it is fear toxin. <laughs> and what's important about the fear toxin is it is given to him and makes him afraid of water. water. Gives him hydrophobia. Water, Helen. Water. water. Arthur, water. <laughs> Which is interesting. Like, that's not the end of the world, like, for you or me. Like, a couple days, we could, we'd be fine. Like, we'd live. But Aquaman, his skin needs it, it to survive. It is so vital. Like, because he's what he's half human, half Atlantean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's vital for him to survive. And at this point, he's been living under the water for so long that it's like he needs it. It's not like, like before he was there, he was like getting sick, and he'd be like, "Oh, I, I feel better when I'm drinking water," right? Like, but he thought it was just because he's human. Then when he went into the ocean, his body adapted. He's like, "This is awesome! I like this a lot." So he's now afraid of water, and Plastic Man is essentially dead. In the JLA Watchtower, Martian Manhunter is fine. They're keeping him in water at all times. And they're going to do put together Plastic Man. And they find out that Arthur Curry is afraid of water. So they're like, alright, we got to figure out what's going on here. So Superman calls Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne's like, hey, one second. And they're like, oh, are you are you busy with something? He's like... <laughs> but yeah, like punches the guy. He's like, I was. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, well, we have to, something to figure out. And he goes, is this anything you can't figure out without me? And they're like, well, well, no, not yet, then goodbye. And he closes off the channel. And they're like, all right, well, he's he's dealing with something we don't know what it is yet. We know as readers that it is the abduction of his parents' bodies. Yeah. He's very, like, worried about that. But the league doesn't Understandably know worried about that. So they're trying to figure out what's going on on their own. No one's sure what's happening. So Clark Kent gets the great idea of going to the Daily Planet. Because, and he remarks that what I like about being a reporter is that he can find out things first. Because the news breaks, it breaks there. Now it breaks on Twitter. But in the year 2000. I was going to say, I wonder how they would do that in the Man of Steel, like, universe. Now. Ah, who cares? They're not making Man of Steel 2 anytime soon, so. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Do you see that? We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. We, or we already talked about that. We talked. Yeah, we talked about it already. <laughs> anyway. In this universe, right now, Clark Kent's like, oh, so, hey, something's wrong with the, this printer. Uh, this is all written in, like, gibberish. And he's like, is this a joke? It says, instead of Daily Planet, it's souped oxry. And the, the headline is, Dio Ritzenbd. He's like, is this a joke? What? Hey, Perry. What'd you do? We got a problem. Listen, the printer's broken. And they're like, uh-oh. Turns out the printer is not broken. No, it's not broken. What is broken is the written word. Not just on newspaper, but everywhere. Literally everywhere. Pokes his head out the window, and all the signs are unreadable. And you're thinking, okay, whatever. But then it goes into... Well, because these I signs, are, these signs right are not now. just regular signs. They're like, they're like store signs. Right, but yeah, yeah. Like, it's signs a, of anything street written. signs. Anything yeah, written. Anything written. So it's not just the computer. It's not just the printing server. It's something's wrong with all written language. Yep. Which, like, doesn't sound like the end of the world. But, like, imagine if you couldn't read anything. Like a prescription? Like a, like a prescription, right. It, yeah, it gets into that in a little bit, but, like, we can jump to that, yeah. 
like the hospitals can't give the wrong they give the wrong prescriptions not on purpose there's nothing that they can do they are like and we'll get to that in a second yeah. like it's crazy just think about the repercussions I wasn't at the beginning, and then it goes into him in book two, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, Mark Wade. It's like, like a real problem. Mark Wade's like, listen to this. Yeah. Now, it's referencing the Tower of Babel in the Bible. John, what is the... In case ta- that was subtle. What's the Tower of Babel in the Bible? Like, what's the story there? Uh, you know, I should have read this for a minute. Um, it's... There was, like, a tower, and it was great, and I'm going to get this so wrong. Well, I know I they... I want to I say that they of- built this great tower, and everyone loved it, and it was great, and then they... Put it above God, or said it was great, greater than God, or something to that degree, and that then it was like struck down. And then, um, as punishment, he made them all speak different languages, so they couldn't understand each other. So that's why the world speaks different languages. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm fairly sure that's it. Okay. Well, you did go to Catholic school for like thirty years. For like a million years, yeah. So like that's I, I'm going to go with what you said is probably if not it's dead close. on, it's close. Yeah. yeah if it's not dead, yeah. it's close. Yeah. You know. If you know and we're wrong, please let us know. Use the email. <laughs> Love God. Someone. Anyway. I had no clue what the Tower of Babel is other than the language thing. Because in well, Hitchhiker's... it's a phrase you've heard before. One Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Babel fish yep. lets you understand all language. Mm-hmm. So I knew that. Um, in the so, Bible, it's B-A-B-E-L, but that's where the word Babel comes from. That's where you can't this understand. is B-A-B-E-L. And the Babel fish is B-A-B-E-L, mm-hmm. in reference to the biblical yeah. story. So, in this story that's happening right now, Wonder Woman, and like dressed in street clothes, because she used to do that, and Wally West go to Kyle Rayner's house, because Kyle Rayner hasn't been showing up and not answering their comms, and they're like, hey, Kyle, you okay? And he turns around and he's blind. In one panel of genuine nightmare fuel... Yeah, <laughs> it's really scary. Yeah, his his eyes are stock white. Yeah, um, it's the emotionless faced. I'm just gonna skip to the next book because that's that panel creeps me out. It is creepy. It is creepy. In issue 44, which is Tower Battle Part Two, we open on Raish and he is like, "Listen, I did it. Sick. The world is plunged into anarchy. This is going well." And Batman busts and where are my parents? Because as Batman would do, he does that. Rage is like, that's cool, come here for a second. See those two coffins above a bunch of molten lava? They're your parents. But it's not molten lava, it's the Lazarus pit. He's oh, that's like, right. What should we do, Batman? What do you think we should do? You He's have like, two oh. choices. <laughs> you can keep messing with me, or I could bring, or I could leave your parents alone. Because. He's like, haven't you always wanted to hear your father one more time? Or. See, yeah. <laughs> The, fa- the panel of Batman's face is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I'm okay, Dad. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Dad. I'm okay, Dad. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell batarangs and batarang accessories. <laughs> uh, I don't like that show. <laughs> I'm a fan of that show. I know you are. So the Justice League is starting to figure out something's going wrong. Because they're not very fast. And in case you, like myself, didn't dawn on you as to how crucial it was that Green Lantern not be blind, it's it, the analogy they use is an artist who can't see. How are you supposed to create? Katarina also is a graphic artist. I, yeah, yeah, I saw the sketch table. Just, <laughs> just making sure. And, they're, yeah, so that's the big problem. They're talking about what's going on. Aquaman is starting to figure it out. He hasn't let us in on the on the uh, clue yet. It takes him a little bit, but he gets there. But he's like, listen, they have our comms. They're, they can find us anywhere. They're probably already there. Door gets busted in. What's really cool, one thing I like about this series as a whole is any one of these things happening is, like, critical. Mm-hmm. It's Them all, all happening is catastrophic. <laughs> is insane, yeah. yeah. So a nanite is shot into Wonder Woman's ear. And then we cut over to a kid falling on a train track, who Superman saves. This one I don't buy. So this goes back to the written word. It's like, well, if you know, little Billy here wouldn't have touched the track, but like he can't read the sign to tell him not to touch the track. Like, I'm sorry, Billy's parents have failed. Yeah, do not touch railroad tracks. Don't go near railroad tracks. Well, he, gets, he, gets trains no- he gets knocked onto them. No. Yes, he does. 
Yeah, he does. Because the the all of the no one knows where. Oh, yeah, okay, he does. No one but knows then where the next to go. He's clearly no, reaching out to touch Billy is an idiot. Absolutely. Okay. Hundred. No, 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 no. Billy's a moron. But what's interesting that they don't that we didn't touch on is think about like if you think about that like. The highways are clogged because no one knows where their exit is. Yep. Some people probably do, just from memory. But and GPS is nowhere near as big a thing. Right. And even if it was, it wouldn't matter. Well, it would talk to you. Oh, that's true. That's true. But right. 2000? Yeah. No one had a GPS. And if they did, it was very few. And those people would still be in good luck. These people are also going to train stations not knowing which station to be at. And they're getting off on the wrong station because they don't know what station they're supposed to be at. And so they're getting overcrowded and then they're knocking people onto the train tracks. Superman, thank goodness, saves this Billy. He's an idiot. Billy the idiot. We're going to call him. But you don't deserve to die because you're an idiot. No, absolutely. But he's an idiot. And so Superman's like, listen, hey, Oracle, can you figure this out? And she's like, dude, I'd love to, but like, I I can't can't read read. my screen. (laughs) So so. like, no. (laughs) But this is the part I don't buy. She goes, hey, you know, you can, like, uh, can you see uh, ultrasound? And he's like, oh, yeah. And she gives him exact points, like, on the scale of ultrasound. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes, I see it. And I'm like, dude. Ah, now I see. Screw you, Superman. You know what, though? After Brick Vision, anything's bo- more viable than Brick Vision. I guess, but... Oh. I'm sorry. Creating matter out of nowhere and laying bricks in perfect succession. When was that? Uh, one of the movies. God. Yeah, but that's one of those movies. Still, after that, anything's viable for Superman. <sighs> God, I hate Superman. <laughs> That's not true. I don't hate Superman. He just bores me. So Superman figures out that it's... Something is being beamed in... Something we already knew because Raish says it. Something's being beamed into the language centers of all of humanity. And now we get to the part that... So it's that not that the science themselves are messed up. It's that your brain is interpreting the information incorrectly. Everyone has dyslexia. Or aphasia. Yeah. John, you were talking about this earlier. Why don't you go in a little more detail about this next page? Yeah, it just it just kind of demonstrates what's going on. Um, the the planes aren't on the right paths, and they're narrowly dodging each other. For now, the yeah. issue warns. Uh, missile silos can't read the screens, can't tell what's going on. So they're not like hospitals are a mess. Yep. Operating table. It says operating tables uh, become morgue slabs. Yikes! Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So at first, I'm like. Okay, whatever. That's like not a crisis, but no, it's a crisis. <laughs> it's a real crisis. So I was proven wrong. Then we cut back to Wonder Woman. Do you know who this villain is? Supposed She's not to be? real. Do you know who it's supposed to be? No, unnamed character. Unnamed character. She kind of looks like Prometheus, which Prometheus would have come up in Volume Two of Grant Morrison's run. So I'm wondering if she's supposed to be modeled as a Prometheus. Prometheus is. Uh, if you've seen Arrow season five, he's in that, but like it's not really that Prometheus. Um, Prometheus is a Batman villain who is the only person to have consistently beaten the Dark Knight. Like he just knows how to beat Batman. He's amazing, hmm. great villain. Neat. Well, this person who looks like a female Prometheus is beating Wonder Woman, keeping her going toe to toe. And this goes on for hours and, and hours. Yeah, and it's hours. like though she'd never show it. Wonder Woman is shocked at how how in step she is with her combat. Turns out it's not real. It's, it's the nanite yeah. that's simulating it in her brain, making her heart work like it's actually happening. The goal being to force her into a heart attack. So all of these things that are happening... And the flash gets put into an epileptic seizure at like the speed of sound. Yeah. All the things that are happening are meant to and like specifically engineered to take down each Justice League member. Individually. Uh, so Aquaman gets someone from his Atlantean kingdom to send up something. We're not quite sure yet. But he knows it's going to help. Yeah. So we're like, I'm trusting Arthur Curry. He knows what he knows what's going to work. Superman figures out a way to block the signal out of Metropolis, at least, so that people can start to read things again. So he says, you know, however many saved, yeah, 8 million like- saved, 5.9 billion to go. Yikes. And Green Lantern is throwing some constructs that are just poorly made at people. It's not working. The shield seems fine. His shield's okay. His cr- like his little <laughs> his little dude is doesn't not work. Great, yeah, does not work. He can't. It, he, he keeps missing. He can't hit the people he needs to. The only target that they have to hit now, the assassins have to hit because they take down Green Lantern because he's not. You know, he's looking to the left and they're on his right, hitting him with a bullet. Yeah, <laughs> like they incapacitate him. Last person's left is supposed to be 
Superman. The Superman. So Talia's like, I don't like this, though. There's no work. There's no honor in assassin's work. Talia's also, like, super wishy-washy with her dad. Sometimes she's, like, full-on gung-ho for her dad. Then other times she's like, I don't like you, dad. I liked it here. I liked the honor among Absolutely. Assassins. Like, I thought that was really cool. She, but she's always Batman first. Yeah. She loves she loves Batman. And she's not shy about it. Nope. <laughs> about it at all. Now we're cut back to Batman and Raish. And Raish is like, listen, we can bring your mom and dad back. Wouldn't you like to hear your mom talk to you again? And Batman's like, no, I'm Batman. I worked through some stuff. <laughs> First try. <laughs> he ends up stopping uh, Raish from putting them in the Lazarus pit. But then Raish pulls out a thing. And it's... Red kryptonite. But not regular red kryptonite. No, it's a special... Because red kryptonite makes you Lab-engineered red kryptonite. Yeah, the person who had this before did something really bad to it. Made it really strong. We don't know who that person is, though. Then we find out what the Aquaman got from Atlantis. It was, I'm going to call it a hydro suit? Yeah. It's a suit that can... Fit aware, but it's also filled with water. So, so he puts this on um, John Jones because now he's not on fire. He can like function. Yep. To an extent, like he still has his super strength. His powers are highly limited because of the suit, but he can like survive, walk, talk. It helps, and he's able to stop the assassins from taking uh, Rainer, Flash, and Wonder Woman. But before he can fully stop them. They hit him, bust open his suit, and it's pouring out the water. Mm-hmm. Superman comes and is able to stop the leak. Yeah. And he's about to take down Talia. And Batman, from inside Raish's compound, is like, Superman, stop, 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 stop. But they got a reception. Which is so... Well, no! <laughs> I should have switched to Verizon! But yeah, they, it's made to work better in places like the no! <laughs> Their national coverage was supposed to be similar. <laughs> this is the one percent difference. No. Anyway, and so yeah, so Superman can't hear him to to listen to Bruce who's saying stop. Talia whips out the kryptonite, and it makes it makes Superman's skin translucent. Yeah. Which is overloading his power cells, like with the re- with uh, our yellow sun. And Batman's like, "Stop! That's why Race wanted me distracted. He couldn't risk me warning you. All the plans, the traps, the signals, the trackers—they were mine, Superman. I did this to you." And the last panel is Kyle Rayner, like, uh, Wally the, the West. Justice League defeated essentially. Yeah, and they're all laying there like dying. Issue two of this ends. Issue three or issue forty-five. I love this cover. Well, here's the thing: I love this, this cover so much. this was a monthly book. Yeah. Could you imagine waiting between like, oh my god, Batman killed the Justice League? How? Why? Yeah, this cover's great. Why don't you do a little bit of explaining in this uh, non-visual medium? <laughs> so, um, Wonder Woman and the Flash, they're they seem to be arguing with her like holding up his uh, his suit. And Superman's got his hand by his side, kind of, like a quick aside to the camera. And I love comics that have speech bubbles because they're always, the covers are so corny. Mm-hmm. But I love them anyway. So these are all, all three of these are gibberish. Yeah, the flash and is like. Superman looks like kind of worried on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. It's rough, guys. It's rough, funny. So, then we see more. Stuff that's going down with the Justice League and around the world. Shout out to O'Hare Airport. (laughs) (laughs) Shot town. Aquaman's hydrophobic. Flash is paralyzed by light speed epilepsy. Green Lantern's blinded. Uh, Wonder Woman's trapped in that horrible thing. I thought it's like, what is that? Well, it's like epilepsy, but you know, fast. Light speed epilepsy. (laughs) Why don't you just call it epilepsy? But it's light speed epilepsy. No, it's gotta be fast. It's gotta be real fast. So Batman's trying to get back to save them all, but here's the problem. He's Raish, all the way over there. Raish, Raish activates his next MacGuffin, which is the not just the written word, 
the spoken word mm-hmm. now no longer makes any sense. On to phase two. So sick. It's so sick. So Batman cannot be understood by the League. He can understand the League. And then he's pushed off a cliff. To his death. But the League can understand each other because of the signal blocker that Superman put up, right? Or yes. is that only written word? Well, so this, so the people who are in the tower, in the watchtower above in space are fine. They're not affected by this. This is only on Earth. Okay. People in Metropolis are fine, but the other League members don't understand what's going on. They can't understand language yet. If they're all in the watchtower, they're fine. Aquaman's about to die because of the hydrophobia, but Plastic Man, for some reason, decides to be a good guy now, like a really good guy, and he's able to put Aquaman into a dream state where Aquaman thinks he's in a desert, so he doesn't have to worry about water. But in reality, he is being submerged in water so that his skin can breathe and he he's won't die. He's splash in the kitty pool. Yes. In so many words. <laughs> then, you have, they bring everyone back to the tower, all the leaguers, which is not to be confused with Jake Pollers, and Plastic Man I, uses his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? Yeah. Hashtag talking traitors. <laughs> You really did it. It's every day, bro. Oh, my God. You have to stop. (laughs) No, he has to stop. You both have to stop. I agree. Uh, Plastic Man's able to stretch his hand so small that he can actually go inside the part of Wonder Woman's brain that has the nanite and remove that, so she's okay. They're able to help Kyle Kyle Rayner, like, be blind still. Kind of... Because he was, he they haven't, never got, they haven't gotten there yet. They okay. haven't gotten there yet. Just kidding. What'll happen? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they Superman's all of his powers are like overloading because of all this sun exposure he's getting from his translucent skin. But he's able to keep it together long enough to use his heat vision to destroy the electrostrobe device attached to Flash's spine. <laughs> Flash is then okay, but Green Lantern's still blind, and he's like, well, you know. What's a graphic artist need his eyes for anyway? <laughs> and they're like, wait a second. You never sleep with your ring on, but you said you woke up with it on. Yeah, this is the thing. So Now go ahead. Yeah. So he never slept with it on because he was afraid of what he would do in his dream. Like, who's to say? He has, he has horrible nightmares. Yeah. So they put the ring on him, and that's how he became blind? So it's a post-hypnotic suggestion. He was told in REM sleep by the assassins... You're going to be blind when your ring goes on your finger. You're blind when your ring is on your finger. Just like hypnosis. Which, like, the hypnosis we see in, like, movies and stuff, not real. But there is such thing as post-hypnotic suggestion. Where your brain in REM sleep can be told to do things that you don't remember it being told. But your brain is so powerful that it can make it real. Now, that doesn't mean it can make you taller, thinner, whatever. But this, it can tell your eyes to get shut off. So the ring, with all of his willpower, when the ring goes on, the ring helps his brain to shut his eyes off. He realizes this. They keep saying that to him. and So he's able to like break that. Superman, with his super, super duper hearing and everything, sees the world is in horrible torment. And he's not happy. He's like crying. So they're like, well, what do we do next? Well, what are we going to do? And they don't know yet. Talia is back with her father, and a henchman comes up and goes, The detective, Batman is the detective, has perished. We pushed him off a cliff. And Talia's like, Well, do you have his body? So you have the body then. And they're like, No. So you know the body then. So he's not dead then, is it? And she slaps <laughs> that guy. It turns out that guy is Batman. And he escapes. Yay. I like that little aside. Batman flies back to the watchtower and is met by Superman in the sky looking real cheesed. Mm-hmm. He's real mad. They're all mad. Understandably mad. Yeah, they all joined him at the water, at this uh, the Tower of Babel in Antarctica. Which is where Raish is set up. Mm-hmm. One thing I love about this scene is Flash and Wonder Woman are cold, so he makes lantern parkas for them. Yeah. Wonder Woman doesn't get lantern pants. Nope. None of them get lantern pants. Wonder Woman is not wearing anything on her legs. Neither is Plastic Man. He has the the suit. He doesn't have legs on. 
Plastic Man's underwear. It's just underwear. Okay. They all Still need, not okay. They all need lantern pants. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Just wear pants. Just always wear pants. Here. Here's a pro tip for you kids. Rip! <laughs> all kids, yeah. from now on. Here. Talking traders. Jake Pollers. All you listen up. Wear pants all the time. Shorts. Wear long shorts. I don't care. Wear something. Cover up your butt. Be warm. Especially when you go to the Arctic. Yes, be or warm. Or the Antarctic in this right? case. I'm a god. I don't care, Diana. You've got to be cold. <laughs> that is your real name. <laughs> it is your real name. Oh, man. Anyway, they bust in because they're the Justice League. And what's interesting to note is Plastic Man stops making jokes. He's just mad and upset, and he's hurt and betrayed. So everyone here is, like, dunzo with Batman. They're not happy with Batman. Because they came to light that this information came from Batman. They don't know how yet. They don't know how or in what context, but they know it came from him. So they know that he devised these plans for each member of the Judge League. And they're like, I'm done with this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, if he had a dossier on how to take care of you... And, yeah, that's what they find out is... Yeah. Batman had a reason... There was a reason. He had a method. Well, no, there was a reason why he took these dossiers. In the Silver Age of comics, there was this guy, and they name him, I, I can't remember his name, whatever, a bad guy, who took over the Justice League bodies. And Batman said, if this ever happens again, I have to have a way to take them down. Also, he trusts nobody, so he has to have a way to take everyone down. It's interesting, not in these issues, though. What's that? It's not in these issues, though. It is. It is? No. It, it's mentioned. I thought it wasn't because I thought that uh, we'll get there at the end. It's mentioned. Um, it's it just mentioned that it's just mentioned that 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 bad guy. And if you know the bad guy, you know the reasoning. And he just has a reason for he has a dossier for taking everyone down, and that's what Raish was able to raid his computer and take. Okay. So they end up getting Superman, his MacGuffin, to save his life, and he starts to get back to normal. And then they hear from Talia, and Talia's like, "Listen, I'm sick." Of all this, I I don't think this is right. You know, I can understand why my father's doing this, but I have my reasons why I disagree with it. And you need to stop him. His weapon is in a hidden bunker in... Bang. She is shot. Transmission is ended. They don't know... They know they have to stop this, but they don't know where to go. End of the issue. And again, now you would have had to wait another month. No thank you. (laughs) No thank you. So, this issue opens up. John Jones's skin was able to shed enough that he's okay now. He can take the hydro suit off. But Aquaman is starting to panic inside his water prison. But Marsh Manor uses his psych- psychic abilities to help him. Quick little aside, if you're a huge Aquaman fan, that's why it's in there. The rest of the league is still not happy with Batman. That he, you know, basically killed all of them, or tried to kill all of them. But Batman's like, "Listen, I know where Raish is. Let's just do my plan. We can talk about this afterwards." They basically put everything aside to stop Raish. They all go in their own ways to get Raish, and when we get to Raish, we see this scene. Raish is not happy with uh, Kit from Final Fantasy VII. Or whatever that Sid. guy's name. Sid, sorry, Sid. Sid he's, he's he's the one who shot Talia, and Raish is like, You shot my daughter? She was giving information to the enemy. You shot my daughter. And then you let her get away. You're dead. Yep. He, he feeds them to lions. But Superman saves him. Yes, so Superman busts in, and Raish is like, Listen, we have, Superman and I have two weaknesses that we share. His weakness is his undying compassion for the animal kingdom. I'm just going to unleash all these animals, and then that'll stall him long enough. Yep. Which it does. The rest of the league is going to where the there's these two nerve gases that are about to explode, and are going to kill everybody. In that country. Yeah, in, in the country, the, uh, what do we call it? Rasputin um, stand. Rasputin land. Rasputin land. In Rasputin land, there's going to be these two, and what this is going to do is cause a war between Turkey and Rasputin land, which will escalate. Where tensions were already high. Which will escalate. Essentially, and that's this is actually like Israel. what you don't see. It, the, the, what we glossed over completely. The tensions were super high because the signs 
that designate where the war zone, like what zone is which, cannot be read anymore. So it's so bad. People are, cross, <laughs> people are crossing borders. So it's very bad. So it's already on the teetering point. This, if this goes off, it'll look like a terrorist attack from another country. Yeah, and it'll start a world war. They land, and Flash is just kind of standing there vibrating, and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, one of the bombs already went off. It's on him. That's why he's vibrating, because when he vibrates, he's intangible. God, this sounds so dumb if you don't read comics. <laughs> it just sounds super dumb. Anyway, what? so Kyle Rayner is able to like hold the gas in around the Flash, and we'll come back to that. Plastic Man and Wonder Woman go off to find the second bomb. And they do. And they stop it from going off. But the guy has it in his hands and he's about to unleash it. And one room is holding him up by her lasso. Cut over to where Raish is. Batman and Superman went there. They're in the same room with the pit. And still needs to get away. Raish needs to get away. So he's like, alright, dump the parents, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Dump the Parents. <laughs> so, um, and Batman's like, Superman, save them. So he goes to save them when suddenly, between the two coffins, there was another piece of this same red kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> so, that basically lets Race get away. Yeah. But. And Superman's only saved by Aquaman. Yay! He's good to go. Aquaman's fine now. They're able to Uses stop. Uses his hook arm? Hook shot arm? To pull him... So Is it Atlantean hookshot? Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. They're able to basically... Basically, <laughs> Raish is stopped now. Now the only issue left is that second bomb. Yeah. And Wonder Woman and Plastic Man know they can't act without him setting off the bomb. But Wonder Woman realizes that he didn't set off the bomb. He hesitated. This is the best part of Wonder Woman. The part that you see in the movie. That she's not always about fighting. No. She wants peace. And she's willing to get it here by talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about what she says to him? I forget the top of my head what she says to him. I got it kind of small here. Sure. Uh, yeah, so he says, no, 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 I'll be... So, again, he's caught by the lasso of truth. He can't lie at this point. Yep. So she goes, are you, are you prepared to die? Is that what you're ready to do? And he goes, yes. He goes, really? Release the virus, and you're the first victim. And he goes, "Martyr, I'll, I'll be a martyr." She goes, "No, you won't. I think the person who's sent here even cares about you. There's no honor in doing it this way." So let me ask you again: Are you prepared to die? He goes, "No." So and they save him. Oof. The bomb doesn't go off. The day is saved. Now, can the league be saved? Dun, dun, dun. So all this stuff is done. So now they're back up in the watchtower, and they're like, "Listen." Do we let Batman stay in the league? It's a valid question. And there's seven members, not including... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> not including Batman. There is Plastic Man, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, and Superman. Seven people. So, it is going to be a vote. Mm-hmm. Democratic. Martian Manhunter... Or, I'm sorry. Aquaman says, I think he should stay. I'm not happy, but I think he should stay. Flash says, I think he should stay. And Martian Manhunter says he should stay. So you get Plastic Man, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern say he's out. The whole issue here is the issue of trust. Right. And it goes through like a few good, really good pages of a lot of dialogue that we're not going to read of why each member votes the way they do. Plastic Man, I think, is the most interesting. Because Plastic Man was brought into the league by Batman. Batman vouched for Plastic Man. And he still votes for expulsion. Understandably, he was... Because he's thinking, like, do I want to get rid of the guy who brought me into the league? But then he remembers being murdered. He's like, you know what? Yeah, get rid of them. I can't do this. So, they turn to Superman. They say, you're the closest thing to a friend that he has on this team. So how well do you really know him? Or I guess, more to the point... How well does he know you? And Flash says, well enough to know better than any of us how you're going to vote. And they go into the room where Batman was supposed to be waiting for their answer. And he's gone. And Superman says, yes. He does know. He knew that Superman was going to vote him out. 
So Batman's no longer in the league. And this continues for a while with no Batman in the league. He is out of the JLA. That's the end of the trade or of the story. John, what'd you think? I really liked it. I really liked it. The solid story. Um, the art, looking at it from 2017, I would say is okay. It's dated. It seems like the quality of art you get if there's like a comic tie-in with like breakfast cereal. I actually have one, no joke, right next to you, and it's better art than this. Really? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, you keep talking. Keep talking about your feelings. Uh, I thought it was really good, though. I like the character's motivations. Um, I really like Raish's plan. Um, we're doing some DC books where, like, the villain's plan is really cool. Really plausible. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's you're better so art. Right. You're so right. Isn't that funny? What a weird, like, segue there. Or, like, what a weird coincidence you said that. that and I, and I have the Justice League. I have a Justice League that book. That was, like, an actual coincidence. I had no idea that was there. From a Cheerios box. And the art is, like, high quality. But do you know what I mean, though? Where Absolutely. it's, like, if you have a partnership, I just, thought it was you just need yeah. someone to draw a superhero. This is kind of what you get nowadays. I just thought it was funny. Yes, absolutely. No, that... 2000s artwork, or early ni- late 90s, early 2000s artwork is different. Not bad, not good, different. Art styles have really changed. Mm-hmm. I also think the digital age has helped immensely in that change, for the good. Uh, story-wise, I love this book. It's nothing like the movie Doom. It's very loosely based on this story. Oh, yeah? Good movie still, but this was my first time reading this book, and I really enjoyed it. I would uh, I would recommend it to people. I'd say I'd give it like a 7.5, 8 out of 10. I think story is a 9 art I'll give it an 8 I'll give it an 8 I was like an 8, 8.5 I really enjoyed it I like Rachel Ghoul I I know you do it made Batman kind of the bad guy which Mm -hmm. is interesting so two DC books we read this year two DC books we read this year with Batman being the bad guy this and Kingdom Come the bad guy in Kingdom Come right oh yeah one of the bad guys but like then he ended up not being he was in league with the bad guy so yeah so this is a good book well, we're reading something next week, John, but we should probably talk about that in the outro. And that's the podcast this week, John. I love watching the levels spike whenever I say that in the outro. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the book? I mean, we know we I know we wrapped up, but like I really liked it. It was fine. I really liked it. It was it was short, but that's fine. Well, we, I that's I know great. we said it last week, but we shortened because I was on the yeah. vacation. Which so. I, again, absolutely fine. I think there was enough um, content for us to talk about. Oh, for sure. And let us know if for you sure. disagree, please. Yeah, one thing I made you think about is just how often, how you take for granted language being used in your day to day life. Because with reading, talking, because the first was it the first issue, the first the first the first issue they ended had, with like the written word right and then being the, all and it was the second and third one that had the language like talking yeah so it's great like just looking at my wall of stuff like I couldn't read the stuff on my walls I couldn't talk to you it's weird mm-hmm. so it's no, it, show notes are worthless oh my god <laughs> they're already worthless but like they're useful to us <laughs> just looking through my notebook of stuff um, but yeah it's it's it was really interesting and I like Rachel Ghoul and it uses the whole Justice League even Plastic Man but like whatever but like yeah he was there too. So, he so played a much bigger role than I thought he would. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Well, what are we reading uh, next week? Next week, we're reading Ms. Marvel, which is Kamala Khan, mm-hmm. Volume 7, Damage Per Second. Ooh. It's written by Willow Wilson, and fantastic art by Takeshi Miyazawa. Sweet. This is Volume 7, this is the current stuff. It's, it's in fact, so current, it comes out this week. The day this episode will go up. Yeah, it, it comes out. It's going to be a good day. It's a good new... new uh, Comic day. Yeah, I want to give her. I'm not entirely happy with how our Miss Marvel episode went the past last time, so I want to give her. This will be better. Give her a good shot. We yeah. evolved. Yeah, absolutely. And through feedback, well, like, just in our talking, we've cited that as one of our low points. Yeah, through feedback from our fans and other things. It's not we, the character. The character's improved. delightful. Yeah, we did her injustice, so that would be good to have a good episode featuring her book because she's worth reading. She's absolutely, a, her books are really interesting. So. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week. Um, yeah, one one quick thing I want to ask you sure. before we head out here um, is if you uh, Cal Merpfinjnal, F- Flabble Duel, Merp Merpfinjnal, 
Kanjil Nanji Sabek? Quanreal Dube? Bluebill Pellet? Flarb! Zama Bunup Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can follow Jeremy at LizardKing27 and John at Maesterlaka, M-A-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-K-A. Also find us on Facebook at Talk and Trades. All music provided by bensound.com. Remember, we're not experts, we're fans. <laughs> <laughs>